Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. And it's Friday, which means we at least uh, pay homage to the men and women who serve in the United States military for all that they do. And it's one of the few... Uh, entities in government that we are able to separate its leadership from the men and women who actually serve. And that's why we still have, you know, warm feelings about the military. There's a Boynton Beach native, and sometimes I just like to give you a little inspiration. U.S. Navy sailors serve and protect from all around the globe, and every sailor gets their start somewhere. And so uh, in Boynton Beach, there was a a young man who now trains the next generation of submariners. And I think that's fabulous. You know, uh, he's continuing a 123-year tradition of service under the sea. Submariners play a critical role in carrying out one of the Defense Department's most important missions, which is strategic deterrence. As a student of Navy Submarine School, Petty uh, Officer Brian Neagle, I think that's the right pronunciation anyway, uh, is training the next group of submariners. He went to FAU and he was looking for career opportunities when he graduated from college and he chose the Navy. And I'm just so grateful that there are still young men and women who know that it's a, 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 an honor to defend freedom, wherever that calls you. And I have to tell you, you know, I've been pounding the table lately, and I'm going to continue to pound the table, because it's abundantly clear that all of our hope lies with we the people, not with the uh, Republican Party to save America, because there are conservatives true conservatives who are up there fighting against this uniparty system that includes some real rhinos, a bunch of neocons, and if we're really going to be honest about it, cowards. Only 35 out of the 271 Republican members of Congress, so that's one in eight, scored 90% or better on a conservative rating. How could that be? Half of the House and Senate Republicans scored a D or an F, voting conservatively less than 69% of the time. And a whopping 79 representatives voted conservatively less than half the time. Over two-thirds of the House and Senate Republicans scored a C or worse. That means they voted conservatively less than 89% of the time. Now, of course, you know who's going to be in the A-plus Liberty score, Chip Roy, uh, Paul Gosar, 
Lauren Boebert, Dan Bishop, Andy Biggs, Byron Donalds, who I'm going to go see on Monday speak. <coughs> but in truth, this legislative scorecard that I'm reading from is America's scorecard. You can't make a real impact and secure our elections and our borders and our energy independence and our economy and our parental rights and our schools or any other you know, big ticket issues if you don't have champions in the office who are willing to work for we the people. And then we the people have to hold them accountable. I got men and women serving in the United States military to preserve our liberty and I can't get people to make a phone call to their congressmen. And they think that just because they vote for somebody that's got an R next to his name, that they have any hope of saving America. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care what political party anybody's in, lawmakers largely decide how to cast their votes based on the best probability of re-election in their district. So if they hear from you, if you actually call their office, send emails, they track and count those contacts as each contact represents a thousand voters. Now, you know, the left is on the civic battleground for culture and policy all the time. Elected officials need to hear from us, even the Democrats. You think it makes me happy that my congressman is a left-wing lunatic? No, but he hears from me on a regular basis. Well, if he doesn't hear from me, his staff hears from me on a regular basis. I am dissatisfied with my government. Therefore, it is my duty to participate in a representative republic and help to restore it. America is not governed by the majority. It is governed by the majority who participate. I didn't make that up. Thomas Jefferson said that. And it's going to take the participation of all Americans to set us on a better course. And it's getting easier than ever for us to do just that. You've got the internet. You've got telephones and cell phones and email. And I mean, what do you want? You want me to come over to your house and hold your hand? Just do it or stop complaining. You know, uh, it's a routine with me. Just like I say my prayers in the morning, just like I read some of the news headlines in the morning, I put in a call or an email to a representative. I got three that I have to talk to every day or their offices, Marco Rubio, Rick Scott, and uh, Jared Moskowitz. That's my obligation. And then I just uh, have a good time targeting Kevin McCarthy and uh, anybody who, you know, uh, Mitch McConnell, anybody who, who's got my ire that day. Now, I just want to point something out to you, and I saw it in the Daily Wire, and this is exactly how I have been feeling, all right? I have federal law enforcement that was able to literally track down grannies who happened to have been in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. But they cannot find who left the cocaine in the White House. The cocaine that was found at the beginning of this week in the White House was discovered in a different location than was previously reported, according to a new report. NBC News is now saying that the cocaine was found in a cubby near the White House's West Executive entrance. Initially, they said it was found in a reference lobby. Then they claimed it was found in a West Wing work area. 
So the area where the cocaine was allegedly found is one floor below the main West Wing offices, and it's the same floor as the Situation Room and a dining area. And uh, now, of course, uh, this is an area that's heavily trafficked where they're saying it was now. Give me a break. You know, there's no way that they have not actually zeroed in on who left that, wherever they're saying it was left. Now, mind you, I grew up in the 60s, so I know all about uh, drugs, you know, all the MDA and, and, and cocaine and, and uh, whatever, LSD and heroin, everything. I know all about all those drugs. And I can tell you this, back in the 60s, drugs did not move around. Wherever you put them, they stayed. That's why so many people ended up getting busted and going to jail, right? Wherever you put it, that's where it was. Somehow, you know, modernity has some very big advantages. We now have uh, actual evidence that cocaine is mobile. It can move from one location to another. I mean, if you believe that, then I got a piece of property that I would love you to buy for me. You know, this is not a big, what is it that Dan Bongino said? He used the greatest expression. I got to remember it. I want to say it exactly because uh, Dan is, you know, he, he knows his stuff. He's a secret service guy, right? He said that the mystery of who ever brought that cocaine into the White House is hardly a whodunit. <laughs> he said there's absolutely zero chance anyone other than a family member got cocaine into the White House. No chance that it would make it past the security checkpoints. The only people that bypass those are family. So, okay, you know, can we all agree that we're supposed to be very sympathetic that the president's son struggles with addiction and struggled with a cocaine addiction, which he has admitted in his memoirs. But for some reason... That's not the likely suspect. No, no. They're, they're trying to figure out a way to blame this on somebody else. Now, if it's not him, then they should know that by now. And they should have come forward and said, uh, we discovered on the video footage that this visitor to the White House named Harvey Schmigilly dropped this off. But they haven't done that. Instead, They've relocated it <laughs> to a place that's more heavily trafficked. I mean, come on, guys. You know, we're responsible for allowing them to get away with this stuff. You know, the video that's going up today in my daily download is actually a video of um, somebody that I have a tremendous amount of respect for, Max Blumenthal, a documentary a pundit, you know, but he's very, he researches everything to, almost to the point of distraction. There's so many footnotes and everything I ever read by him that I start, my head starts to swim. But he testified in a congressional committee about the money that's being sent to the Ukraine without the American people, forget about being asked. We don't even know about it. We're sending money to a government that has been historically chastised by the world for corruption, including by, you know, Mr. Biden himself, our president himself said they were corrupt when he was threatening them to withhold money if they didn't fire a prosecutor that he said was corrupt. Okay. So now 
we're giving billions and billions of dollars to this corrupt government. And, you know, I hate to break it to you. They are not winning the war. The Ukraine is pretty much a, a, a country that once was and may not be ever again. And to the tune of millions and billions of dollars that go unaccounted for, you're supporting that. Help me out here. You know, what am I missing? Why is the American, why is the American public not being asked if we approve of this? This is a proxy war. I don't care, you know, whether you think I'm wearing a tinfoil hat or not. This is a proxy war between superpowers. Unfortunately for the Ukrainian people, it's costing them lots of lives. And unfortunately for you and I, it puts our country in tremendous danger. But hey, you know, don't worry, because we have transgendered admirals, and that's going to be our salvation, right? You can't make this stuff up. You really can't. And by the way, I have in my hands a local newspaper. Now, I never get local newspapers because I don't have a bird, so I don't need to line a cage. And that's about all that the Sun Sentinel is good for. But today, I was over at the Broward County Jail, and they had a stack of newspapers that I guess they put out for you know people to, to distribute and uh, um, whatever. But I asked, could I take one of these newspapers? Because the headline was, Trump valet pleads not guilty. I said, okay, I want to read that. And then right below it, Above the fold, it said, could the Bible be the next book banned in schools? That caught my attention. <laughs> it really did. So I have a copy of a newspaper in my hand. I haven't held a newspaper in ever so long. And unfortunately, um, they're not any better than they used to be, right? Anyway, don't forget to either download our app, the 850WFTL app, or go to our website, 850WFTL.com, so you can participate in our contest. We're giving away uh, some tickets to the Jupiter Lighthouse. It's a fabulous experience to go up there and see, see the whole thing from, from perched atop a lighthouse. I mean, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. You've got to win the tickets, though. Go to the app or go to the website, 850WFTL.com. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. All right, and welcome back. I'm not going to be talking to my son, Derek, at TMZ, but I'll do a little celebrity news later on uh, by myself. But apparently he has, it, what, his e what his text message said is he has a fever and 
double pink eye. I don't know what that really means, but doesn't sound good, does it? Um, so I'll talk to him after the show. But, you know, all I can tell you is that the more I see unfolding in front of me, the more convinced I am that the corruption is so deep right now and it's it's universal. It's like it's on both sides of the aisle. It's not just the bureaucrats, it's elected officials. They're up to their necks or their eyeballs in corruption. So when I got this newspaper, the first thing I looked at was the fact that this um, valet that has been charged with helping President Trump hide classified documents. You know, this is his personal valet. So I'm going to assume that this guy, Waltine Nauda, he's 40 years old. He was supposed to appear on June 27th in the Miami courtroom of the U.S. magistrate Edwin Torres, where President Trump did appear, but his flight was delayed or, or uh, I don't know. He, he didn't get there, and he didn't have an attorney who was licensed to practice in the state of Florida at the time. He does now, and uh, he has appeared. You know, apparently he had a flight out of Newark that was canceled. So he now has this South Florida area attorney named Sasha Dadan. I don't know this person. I've never even heard of this person. I'll find more out. Um, and they appeared and requested a jury trial. He wants to go to trial. And he, um, you know, he pleaded not guilty. So it, this is going to be very, very interesting. Um, he's the only co-defendant so far in the case. And he was sitting at the defense table between his two lawyers and he spoke only once. He replied, yes, your honor, when he was asked if he reviewed the charges against him. So we'll see. Uh, Dadden apparently is part of the Dadden Law Firm, which operates out of three cities, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach, and Vero Beach. So, uh, you know, this is, this is, it gets more and more interesting as the days go on, right? So then I'm looking at this newspaper, and it says, you know, um, DeSantis' support of anti-gay video called bad strategy. And I'm thinking, well, you know, if you're a Republican, you will not get a break from the, the press if you say yes or if you say no, they will find the fault in what you said. But when Barry Silver, this fraud of a rabbi, goes after you, then you are guaranteed to be on the right track. Now, I've known the rabbi, not personally, but I've known of the rabbi. I think I debated the rabbi um, for years. You know, he's a left-wing, you know, radical, 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 radical guy. And so now he um, has decided, he and a couple of other lunatic activists have asked that the Bible be removed from public schools because it contains the very language that the governor has vowed to protect children from and to give parents the authority to challenge. Now, so House Bill 1467, 
which is part of his uh, year of the parent, uh, you know, move to to try and get more attention as he launches his uh, his bid for the nomination. And the law says that classroom discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity is prohibited from kindergarten through eighth grade and must be age appropriate in ninth through 12th grade and that school districts are required to allow parents to have a say in what reading materials are available in libraries and in classrooms. Now, let me just ask this question because maybe I'm naive, you know, but if you present to the parents, I can only speak for the parents really in Broward and maybe Palm Beach County and maybe Dade County. If you ask them if they think that there is, uh, you know, a commonality between a book that teaches children the uh, proper way to have same-sex sex with the Bible because there is mention in the Bible of such things, I'm just going to venture to say that most parents would say, don't be ridiculous, okay? Don't be ridiculous. The Bible's not being taught in public schools. Kids are not being indoctrinated in public schools into any particular religion. And actually, if there was any indoctrination going on in public schools, I would say it probably leans heavily away from Christianity and Judaism and more um, attention is being paid to some of the religions that are definitely minority religions in this country, like, you know, field trips to mosques. You don't hear about many field trips to uh, Catholic churches or evangelical chapels, right? But children do um, get exposed to Muslim, you know, customs and the the, um, the 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 prayer rugs and 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 hijabs and everything else, right? And I don't, you know, I don't have any substantial objection to that as long as you're even-handed, right? Now, if you ask parents, like, how do you feel about the book uh, Heather Has Two Mommies, which is so old, it's not even probably relevant anymore, but I just use it because it's a, the title tells you what the book is about, right? If you ask parents of like first graders, like, do you want your child to be read this book at story hour? I'm sure that like at least half of the parents would say, well, let me look at it because not necessarily, you know, that violates our religious freedom. We don't believe that you know, Heather has two mommies. We believe that, uh, you know, every child has a mommy and a daddy, whether or not they're um, raising that child is not the issue. Um, babies don't get made um, by two same-sex people. It, that's just, you know, that's just the biology. Now, you can make them in a test tube, you know. Um, you can you can do a lot of uh, things. You can make them into, you know, robots. I don't know what all can be done. But the biology is pretty simple. It takes a sperm and an egg. And when they come together, that's when the creation takes place. There is no real other, you know, way to explain it, right? So a parent might object to a book called Heather Has Two Mommies. 
Now, uh, I, I'm thinking that these days people don't even object to that anymore because there's just, you know, such a commonality. You know, if you can have same-sex marriage, then why couldn't you have same-sex parents? You can. And we know they're there. You just may not want your first grader or your preschooler having to think about that. Like, I don't want my, my preschool grandson, Carter, to think about a man and a woman having sex. I just don't think it's, you know, it's appropriate, it's necessary, it, and I know it's got to be confusing. You know, why would we expose children to concepts that are completely irrelevant? And for those of you who say, well, we want to make sure that children know what's inappropriate behavior, well, then have a nice stranger danger program and tell kids if an adult touches you in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable or unsafe, you must tell the nearest adult that you trust about it. You know, that's what I taught my kids. I said, if anybody touches you in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable, you need to come to me. You need to go to your uh, grandma or your, your teacher. You need to go somewhere and tell a responsible adult what happens. But that's not the same as teaching your chill, child in uh, you know, elementary school the, the, the best sex toys with which to engage. So saying that you shouldn't allow the Bible in school for that reason really is just silly. But Barry Silver is just silly. He's always been silly. He's a silly man on a silly mission. And, you know, I can't believe that people still take him seriously. I really can't. I, I, you know, I hadn't heard much about him, but I don't read these papers, these rags. And, you know, he's not going to get press in the national press. He's too silly, you know. It's the Ministry of Silly Walks from Monty Python. He's the, the, the star of that. Anyway, let me take a break. Um, when I come back, I, I, do, I do really, I, I have to address some of this insanity. I, I, I can't tell you how many emails I received and how many people were listening to War Room today and how many people are just applauding um, Laura Loomer for revealing that, uh, you know, there's a lot of rhinos in the Republican Party like, really? Well, there's a, there's breaking news, huh? Stay right where you are. I'll be right back. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Hi everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of you are what you read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, so, uh, you know, listen, uh, it's no uh, secret that uh, I consider Laura Loomer uh, very much like the boy who cries wolf. 
you know, and and over and over again, she would uh, just embroil herself in things that she just shouldn't have embroiled herself in. And at some point, I cut ties with her. Um, but even a broken clock is right every now and again. And the problem is that there's, you know, I, I don't believe anything until I'm able to verify it in like multiple ways. And so when I started getting these emails yesterday about how she had exposed Harmeet Dillon and the uh, California Rules Committee and the RNC was trying to backdoor. Now, now let me explain something. I understand that the Republican National Committee doesn't want Donald Trump to be the candidate. They don't care if you want him or if the majority of Republicans or they don't even care if the majority of America wants him to be the president. They have their candidate in mind. They have convinced themselves that he can't win because of all the you know crap that's been thrown at him by members of the press, by members of the Democrat Party, by members of, of the Republican Party for that matter, right? So they are doing what they always do behind closed doors. They're trying to change the rules. You know, I said two years ago, and I said it actually six years ago, that they will do anything to win. And that's not, not just the Democrats, the Republicans. They will do anything to retain whatever power they have. And if you think that Kevin McCarthy can afford to alienate the majority of the Republican Party, who, by the way, I still consider weak rhinos for the most part. You have very few true conservatives in the Republican Party. And you can, you can you know, slam me and say, but what choice do we have and all the rest of that. But I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative. And these guys don't represent me. They just don't. You know, the Kevin McCarthy's of the world don't represent me. And it's not that I don't believe that we need to have communication between different sides and we should have, uh, you know, debate about issues. I do. But I need some people who are actually concerned about what is it that the we the people want. You know, I opened the show this morning after talking, uh, this afternoon, after talking about, you know, our incredible military members by saying that we the people fail them. You know, we fail ourselves. We don't stand up for things that are right. And we allow individuals to become celebrities. You know, and, and then nothing they say is wrong or nothing they say is right. And I'm I'm just so tired of it. I really am. Like from from a personal perspective, I am tired of elevating people with a political axe to grind to a status where I'm supposed to believe everything they say, whether it's Harmeet Dillon or whether it's, you know, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Makes me know never mind. I don't need anybody to prove that they're not conservatives. I know they're not conservatives. What I do need is fair and honest and balanced reporting. And there was a time when that's all that Laura Luma was about, was fair, honest reporting. And she exposed lots of people. And then something happened, right? And it became all about her. And when it became all about her, 
a lot of us said, okay, well, you know, have it your way. You're not going to get elected. You know, do your thing. You know, we'll be over here. I stopped talking about her. I didn't slam her or anything because I remember when she was doing things like she apparently just did, which is track down through whatever means she has available to herself, uh, deceitful behavior on the part of elected representatives or on the part of the parties, the national parties, right? So they got caught in California, these three people. Um, basically, they were trying to change the rules about the distribution of candidates at the convention, right? So she got an email, a leaked email, from the three organizers, uh, Harmeet Dillon, Jessica Patterson, who's you know in leadership, and, and uh, Sean Steele. I don't know the other two people at all. I'm not involved in California politics in spite of the fact that I have two children who live there. Um, they're not involved in Republican politics at all. They're, they're really not involved in politics at all, like unfortunately too many people of the generation. But so this leaked email surfaces and I'm getting, you know, I'm getting forwards from everybody under the sun saying like, oh my gosh, look what they're doing behind closed doors. They're sabotaging Donald Trump, I guess in an effort to give uh, Ron DeSantis a better shot. I know they're not doing it for Chris Christie, okay? I know they're not doing it for Vivak Ramaswamy, who, by the way, is neck and neck right now with uh, Governor DeSantis in many of the primary states. So I know what this is about. I know that they'd rather have, uh, you know, Governor DeSantis as their candidate than Donald Trump. But I don't care what they want. What is it that the people want? You know, everywhere I go, and maybe I'm traveling in the wrong circles, but everywhere I go, people know that Donald Trump is, you know, is our last hope. He really is. There's nobody else who's going to be able to withstand what the bureaucracies, these deep state bureaucrats, and what the Democrats and what many of the Republicans will do to whoever gets the office. You know, unless, of course, Joe Biden gets it, or by some fluke, um, they get rid of Joe Biden. I mean, for all I know, you know, call me a conspiracy nut, but all the conspiracies I've been talking about for years came true. So I'm looking for a new conspiracy. And maybe that conspiracy is that the DNC planted the cocaine and that they're trying to take the president out of running because he's declared, you know, he said he's running again. And so they have to mount primary challenges to him. He's already got one pretty, you know, tough-looking primary challenger in RFK Jr. That name still carries a lot of weight among Democrats, especially Northeastern Democrats, which is where, you know, they, they need to make the most noise. And now, you know, all of the little buzz, the little quiet buzz is Governor Newsom, Governor Newsom. Well, gee whiz, Governor Newsom. I guess as a California politician, he might be interested in how the RNC distributes their candidates. And proportional distribution, which is what this leaked email talks about, 
would damn Donald Trump's campaign, right? Because as it is now, it's a winner-take-all option. And that's an option that has always been available to them, but purposefully it was ignored in the plan to deliver the delegates via proportional distribution. And Harmeet Dillon is on the Rules Committee, and now she's saying that she was unaware of the rule and that you know it was the other two, Patterson and Steele, that, that confused her or led her astray. This is a, an attorney, not just any attorney. This is an attorney who has a lot of high-profile cases, mostly you know conservative uh, challenges to law. And now she's saying that, oh, I support the winner-take-all threshold for delegates, but it's just my personal opinion. And I don't speak for the other two. And I regret that the California GOP's backdoor plan to have a bylaw amendment to remove the winner-takes-all threshold wasn't communicated to the public and the delegates. Well, that's very nice. But if that's the case, why did she sign on to it? She got caught. And now she has to save face. So, you know, kudos that uh, Laura Loomer got her hands on that email. But again, I want to say this, and you know, and I know the word gets back to her. You know, you would have so much more impact if you stopped making it about yourself. You know, it's not about me, my show. It's about you, the people. It's not about me. It's about exposing the wrongdoings of the members of uh, Congress, of the president, of the ambassador, anybody, governors, state house representative. That's my job. It's not about me. I'm not the only person who could do this job. People ask me to run for office all the time. People offer me big campaign contributions to get me to run for office, but it's not about me. And anyway, I don't want the job. It would be a step down. Um, anyway, don't forget, coming up at 1 o'clock, Dan Bongino. Well, he's still on vacation, but um, that's his time slot, although it won't be for much longer, and soon I'll be able to tell you about that. And no, don't get upset or excited. You know, it's all good. There are going to be some changes, and they're all good, particularly good for me. Um, so, uh, But for now, Dan Bongino comes up at 1 o'clock, Ben Shapiro at 4 o'clock, uh, Matt Walsh at 5 o'clock, the WPTV News at 6 o'clock, and then, ooh, the weekend begins in earnest. So just stay right where you are. I have one more segment to get through. So just to end the uh, the week on a, 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 maybe a silly note, I don't know, just a less intense and um, just troubling note, which is what the week has been about. Politically, it's been an insane week. Britney Spears has apparently gone off the deep end again, or maybe not. You know, according to TMZ, she got smacked in the face by the security guy who was with Victor Wembanyama. Now, I have no idea how she would even recognize, well, he's seven foot five, so I guess it is probably pretty easy to recognize that he's a, uh, uh, most likely an NBA star, but apparently Britney Spears was in Vegas and she wanted to take a picture with him. Now, first and foremost, 
when you're the kind of person who people are always trying to take a picture with you, you become very sensitive about that. You know, like uh, I appreciate the fact that people, when I go to certain events, they want to take a picture with me. You know, I, I appreciate it. I, I'm not really, uh, I'm not fond about it. I don't like it. I don't know where those pictures end up. I don't need them plastered all over, you know, Facebook pages and stuff. It's just not, you know, I don't like that. But I understand that, you know, people, um, they they listen to me a lot. They listen to me maybe every day. And now they're standing there next to me and they want a picture, you know, so they can show a friend and say, look, you know, I really, I met her, you know. Um, but I never walk up to anybody and ask if I can take a picture with them. They will have to ask me. Like when I go to the fair um, event every year in Washington, you know, I don't say, hey, Marjorie Taylor Greene, can I take a picture with you? She or her people will say, uh, can we take a picture? And then I'll say, send me the picture, you know. Or um, very rarely, I will ask someone who I know personally. Like, you know, I, I feel perfectly comfortable asking um, certain people, like Pam Geller or Michelle Malkin, you know, we're actually friends. So, yeah, I'll say, come on, let's take a picture together. You know, let's do a selfie or whatever. But I don't walk up to celebrities when I see them or politicians when I see them and say, oh, can I take a picture with you? Because it's such an, I, I understand what an invasion of your privacy that is. So the fact that Britney Spears goes and taps this guy on the so shoulder, first and foremost, how does someone who's five foot one tap a seven foot five guy on the shoulder? Like she has to be able to, you know, jump straight up like a basketball player to do that. And in the heels that she's wearing, it ain't no jumping straight up, okay? And apparently, you know, it didn't happen quite the way either side is telling the story. But um, you'd think she would know better. That's all, you know. You'd think she'd be a little more sensitive to the fact that he probably does not want to uh, pose for pictures with anybody, least of all with somebody who's reputed to be, you know, st st stone cold crazy, you know. <laughs> she might need to go back into some sort of, uh, you know, padded room or conservatorship, just, just saying, you know, so, something's definitely off again with her. So we'll see, we'll see what, what you know, what, what this story ends up being. In the meantime, I thank you for your time this time until next time. My intention is to be back here on Monday at 12 o'clock. Well, that's my intention. You know, we'll see how that actually plays out, right? <laughs> because um, we don't know. We don't know. But we do think that we're going to be switching um, me over to later to drive time at 3 o'clock not next week, but the week after that. And Dan Bongino will start when he normally starts at 12 o'clock. That's the word. Now you heard it first on the Joyce Kaufman Show. Spread it around. Anyway, I'll see you on Monday if it be his will and he, dis and he delays his coming. May God bless you and may God bless the United States of America. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast has been brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.